0: Welcome to Improper Mimi. This is your host Mimi Jax. I'm excited to talk to you all today about things that help to empower women in all aspects of our life, whether it's at home, at work, or play. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. So today we have a a guest with us on Improper Mimi, and her name is Esther. Um, Esther, I'd like for you to introduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about what you do, who you are, you know, and why you love it. Sure. I feel like this is something I'm terrible
1: at doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Esther Boykin. I am licensed marriage and family therapist. I am the CEO of Group Therapy Associates, and therapy is not a dirty word. Uh, group Therapy Associates is my private practice. So we do psychotherapy and group therapy for kids and individuals and adults and couples and basically all the people everywhere. Well, not everywhere, in the DC metro area. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I take that yeah. back, It's one of the things we launched this year. So we also do teletherapy. So technically, almost everywhere. Um, And the therapy is not a dirty word is the other I I call the non-clinical side of my business. Mm -hmm. So we do happy hours with therapists and dinner, wine pairing events that are focused around like helping couples work on relationship skills or dating or communication. Um, It's all the ways that I try to sort of take the work that I do as a therapist out of the office mm-hmm. into community into social spaces yeah and why do i love it i love it because even though people drive me crazy people are <laughs> still my favorite thing i mean i really believe in relationships i think that's kind of the root of what makes life challenging it's also at the core of what makes life kind of worth it right we find so much purpose in our yeah. relationships. so i, I was probably <laughs> left out you know i'm jamaican so i probably left out six of the jobs that i also
0: have but I was going to say, because you do a lot of things, girl. You do different retreats. You do. I've seen you on the news. So you also make appearances and do stuff like this. So I am just in awe of your black girl magic and what you're doing and reaching the community. And, and you're right. It is about people and relationships. And, and even in my job, you know, part of the reason I love it is the relationships that I build with people trying to accommodate either what they're asking for or listening to them and a lot of time people just want you to listen to them mm-hmm. that's you know part of building that relationship you know I, when you mentioned you know therapy is not a dirty word I love that I'm I've my therapy is not a dirty word t-shirt with pride you know and I usually always get a reaction out of somebody they're like oh you know like it could be an old white man it could be a black man a black woman or they're like oh either nice shirt or they're like what's that about and then we start a conversation. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My favorite part. I mean, I do, it's one of the things I love about, it's why we have the shop, like sort of the side thing that I try to do is I Mm -hmm. love being able to start those conversations. And I love that you can have those kinds of conversations with like literally anybody, as you said, right? Like it's always a wide range of people.
0: And even bringing up that subject with mental health in the black community, or even with, you know, black women, it's not always, you know, I think now it's becoming more frequent or more common and people are really, and you can, you know, let me know, but do you see that more people are actually considering mental health, just like taking care of their body? You know, it's something that we need to address and something that we need to, you know, look into.
1: I do. I mean, I I feel like we've made a lot of strides and there's still obviously always going to be work to be done in that area. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely notice there is a sort of generational shift. I find people like under 35 talk way more about therapy and are really much more about like mental health viewing their mental health as much of a priority as their physical health, like really seeing those things as being integrated. I feel like those of us who may be slightly over 35, (laughs) um, you know, we just part of sort of the cultural transition. Our adulthood included kind of this cultural transition from mental health and therapy being very taboo subject to slowly becoming something that was more and more um, discussed and like more openly accepted. And even in that, Mm -hmm. though, I do feel this, I think for a lot of people, for a lot of black people, a lot of black women, it's important and it's good. And it's still kind of for other people and not me.
0: And that feels Mm -hmm. like
1: the, or I've tried it. And I think this is one of the things I'm really passionate about is less focus on not that reducing stigma is a big deal, but Mm -hmm. really improving access. So now we've talked about it. Somebody saw you on the street. They're like, "That's mm-hmm. a cute shirt." Tell me more. <laughs> They're like, yeah. "What?" I'm gonna do it. I'm thinking about therapy. I'm gonna find a therapist. And then the process of finding and paying for therapy can be so overwhelming that people just don't do it. And I think, especially um, especially for Black women, yeah, there's so much nuance in what we're looking, what we really need to feel comfortable and safe in this place. That it can be really
0: really hard and and if you run up against issues with insurance or timing or you know so it's it definitely requires commitment identifying it finding a therapist and then finding one that you vibe with you yeah. know so just because you know you look one up in the book or someone recommends one to you doesn't mean that okay yeah this is my this is my go-to person you know you might not be feeling that particular one and you might need to do a search to find the right one yeah you know? yeah
1: i i say like finding the right therapist is like it's like dating <laughs> you got to try something <laughs> you know sometimes you really look out like you on that first date you're like oh this is the one but most of the time, like, yeah. you got to try a few on before you're like, oh, I, I could commit to this for a couple of months and see what, how it goes. And yeah. I think that can be really daunting a lot of times. It's just like, ugh. Oftentimes, I, <laughs> I do. I get a lot of new clients who are like, it just felt like one more thing I had to do, which is part of the reason I really do push a lot of, you know, and put a lot of time and energy into the thing we do through therapy is not a dirty word. Because I, oftentimes what I find is I get a new client or I get somebody who who asked me for a referral because they saw me on Instagram, because they listened to my podcast or because they came to a happy hour. And that made it feel mm-hmm. easier to find a therapist. Like it, it moved them from that space of being so overwhelmed of like, I had to look through all these people and try a bunch of people on where it's like, oh no, I saw you talking about this thing. And I got a sense of that maybe we would vibe, And so I'm willing to take a shot in scheduling mm-hmm. an appointment. So I'm a big advocate for therapists being
0: more public. Definitely putting a, a human face to it. Like you say, like people our age or older, there's that stigma to it where I'm sure even within my family, when I was in therapy, you know, they're like, well, why don't you just talk to me? I'm like, um, because I need somebody else to talk to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like, I, don't, you know, maybe I want to talk about you. <laughs> but some things just need to be unpacked and people realizing, you know, the different avenues that they have, the access to therapy. I could definitely see that helping to make the the transition even easier. And then you even mentioned your podcast. See, just like you said, you got six other jobs in addition to. So, <laughs> I what? Uh, you know, tell me a little about that podcast, girl. <laughs> uh, all
1: right. So the podcast, which has been, um, which was on hiatus, and then we're back again. It's myself and a good friend of mine, Erica Turner, who's also a therapist. Mm-hmm. Which has sort of been fun. Like, Eric, so Erica used to work for me, and now she has her own practice. But we still do the podcast and a bunch okay. of other things together, which I love. And so it's called With That Being Said. Our goal is similar to my goal in like 90% of the other things I do, which is basically <laughs> put, a, as you said, put a human face to therapy. Like Therapy is one of the most human experiences you can have. It's about connecting to a person. Yeah. And so podcast is really just Erica and I as therapists talking about a bunch of different random things. So sometimes we talk very specifically. We just had <laughs> we just did an episode uh, several weeks ago on like how long is this going to take because that's one of the number 1 questions when people start therapy. So we talked know. about that process. Mm-hmm. But we talk about lots of other things, you know, relationships and dating and infidelity and you know, is forgiveness really necessary? That's one of my favorite episodes. Um yeah. yeah. I work with mm-hmm. black people is that we are often pigeonholed into being one thing or the other. Like you gotta fit in a tiny box. And you know, it's hard to like have a fulfilling life if you feel like you only get seen as one narrow little piece of your life or or an idea of who you're supposed to be
0: exactly and that even makes me think of you know people talking about strong black woman strong black woman and i'm like okay yeah you know that's it's a compliment but it's also a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. it is so much pressure to be known or to be looked upon as a strong black woman and then to, you know, even being pigeonholed into that title. So then, okay, that means I can't cry in public. Then that means I have to suppress my emotions or I have to make it pretend like everything's okay. Never let them see me sweat. Always have a smile on your face. Can't be vulnerable, you know? So all of that, you know, it, it, that just adds to the stress. The, that just adds to yes. our everyday regular stress. And then, psh, Bring it back again, you know, then I may become an angry black woman. So I'm like, ah Yeah. You know, you need that relief. Yeah.
1: I I mean yeah. I, I get a little riled up with the whole strong black woman thing. Because it is such a <laughs> it's such a confining box to hold and it and it does mm-hmm. the intent is to be complimentary. And so because of that, we take it on as like, oh, it's this positive thing. And it takes you have to unpack it just to recognize that like, oh, this is a problem because this means I don't get to set boundaries with other people, right? Like I don't get to like, let's say leave a relationship because I'm a strong black woman so I can endure just about anything versus like, oh, Mm -hmm. I am woman who is both strong and also needs care and comfort and I can be soft. You can be all of these things and are deserving of spaces that allow you to be the full range of who you are
0: I definitely make time for myself you know sometimes I even go out on a date with myself I want to you know go to a nice play or I want to get something to eat you know I'm just going to take myself out I don't necessarily have to do it with you know my girlfriends or go out on a date or anything like that I just hey, take time for myself that self-love is serious it's so needed it's so
1: needed (laughs) I can say even even though one would think, right, as a therapist, I know how important this is, I would prioritize it. But if I'm honest, I think one of the reasons that I've learned and worked really hard to prioritize my self-care and my self-love is because I'm also the mother to a daughter. So that also that yeah. experience of wanting to model, like it's sometimes easier to look at our daughters or other women and what we want for them and realize like, okay, then I need mm-hmm. to be modeling that for myself. And I'm a huge fan of the self-date. Like, listen, I will I will take myself out to a five-star dinner, <laughs> buy me a nice yep, bottle of exactly. wine, you know, go, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that I want to do. And as much as I enjoy time with the people I care about, it is important and I have to, I'm not very good at that because I do spend a lot, my work mm-hmm. is very much about connecting with people running a business means I need to spend a lot of energy connecting with people I love the people mm-hmm. in my life and so sometimes I have to be I have to draw really strict boundaries with myself to say to have a weekend where I yeah. say no to everybody and everything but I yeah. also I think it's important for us to acknowledge that there's good reason why that is challenging for us as women I think particularly as black mm-hmm. kind of go back to the whole like strong black woman is like this idea that there's that we are somehow like a bottomless pool of energy and emotional energy and resources for others and then we really do internalize Mm -hmm. that and feel like obligated to show up for people in almost like twenty four seven, when that's just not realistic like nobody is Mm -hmm. going no one can function at that level all the time
0: and if we try to do that then we'll end up getting burnt out yeah it's like burning the candles at both ends. it's not sustainable it is not something that we can you know keep going for a long period of time our body will start reflecting that you know our attitude will start reflecting that and then even though we want to keep helping other people we're just not going to be able to right one of my favorite things from the holidays recently you know my aunt said i cannot commit to that i was like huh i was like what do you mean she's like i cannot commit to that i was like okay i get you so you're not saying yes you're not saying no you're you know you are responding in a way that lets people know that yeah i you know you may or something better may come up you know you may or may not be there you know so yeah. how about i just tell you i i can't commit to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm like i'm gonna be using that i love
1: that <laughs> i love it <laughs> and such a sweet way of also acknowledging like you know what I also like I need some time right like I don't have to be a yes or a no to things in a moment or as soon as somebody else wants an answer from me I can't commit to that also says Mm -hmm. I'm going to take some time and space to think about and feel see how I'm feeling and what I want to do and like you said maybe something better comes up or maybe I'm tired (laughs) and then I'll let
0: you know and it doesn't hurt your feelings it's like yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even when people say, hey, can I ask you a favor or can you do a favor for me? I used to be like, yeah, sure. What do you need? I'm like, no. Now I'm like, um, I'm not, you know, let me maybe. What is it? Right. Or well, yeah. what, what do you need? <laughs> right. Like, let's Before start with I what commit. you're looking
1: for. And then I'll be able yes. to tell you if I can give it to you. Yeah. It it is, is. It's a lot. Always. It saying, is. Always it's- saying yes. Always. You know, I am a big advocate for the pause just mm, even when mm-hmm. you, even when you think you know that you're definitely a yes or definitely a no to something like really going you know what I'm just gonna get in the habit of not answering immediately of not committing myself to things immediately in the moment um yeah can be really helpful <laughs> if you if you lean towards the in the direction of like always being saying yes and over committing yourself a pause makes a big difference
0: yes Taking a pause, taking a look at your calendar, getting back to people, just so you can have a little more time to yourself and to clear your mind and to think about, okay, what is important to you? What are you truly going to commit to? Yeah. What are you going to focus on? And so then how is the dating going? Like I see different events and on like being single and dating and how dating is hard. And I'm like, yeah, dating is hard, especially hard just being a strong black woman, right? <laughs> you know? You'd be like okay let me soften my demeanor let me let him do this for me and then I'm like well I'm just gonna make sure that it gets done <laughs> sometimes I just don't have the patience I'm like this is what we're gonna do <laughs> this right. is where we're gonna go let's have fun
1: <laughs> I mean it's yeah I will say so professionally I talk a lot about dating and dating is hard I think yeah. I love what you're talking about because I see it all the time so it's not just me it's not just you it's, it's black <laughs> women it is ambitious successful women is this sense of like i need to rely on me while simultaneously longing for relationships and with partners who are going to be supportive right like who will show up and who yeah. will like take care of you and i don't mean like pay your mortgage i just like take care yeah. of you in an emotional way right Show up and be thoughtful and considerate and make plans, and yet our own internal stuff gets in the way of both choosing men who can do that or choosing partners are even capable of showing up in that way. And if you get good at picking the people, like you just said, right? You're like, I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna fall back and see what what you plan. Also, yes. I've already made like four backup reservations
0: at the place I really want to go. <laughs> and- yeah, just in case you, you know, slip up or you forgot, right. why don't we happen to go here? Oh, look, they have our name on the reservation list. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's crazy how this happens. Yeah. And I can um, say,
1: you know, so I do, I spend a lot of time like working with um, both individual clients. And as you said, I've I run a one day, um, dating retreat we also do some other like smaller events and happy hours and some dinners and stuff but i love doing yes. it's called dating is isn't hard yeah really talk <laughs> about the fact that like part like most of what makes it hard is us like us not being clear about the way in which we don't fully show up for ourselves in dating that we're not clear that we don't notice our own mm-hmm. patterns and like i mean i had to even personally had to get good at recognizing like okay well i it's important to me, I mm-hmm. make a lot of decisions. So as an example, right? Like by the end of the day, and certainly by the weekend, I'm like, I don't want to decide on anything. I don't want to decide yeah. on what color socks to wear. I for sure don't want to have to be making all the plans. Not that I don't care or that. I, and it's that struggle, right? Like I have an opinion. I know where yeah. i like to go, and what I love to do, what <laughs> I like to eat. Mm-hmm. But I had to get over the last year good at being really upfront and I would be really upfront like in the first date, like, Hey, so here's a couple of my favorite restaurants or here's a couple of my favorite foods, which really I eat everything. Um, or, you know, (laughs) I thought it'd be great. Here's a couple ideas that I was floating around. Why don't you go ahead and make plans? And this is when I'm available. So like from the beginning handing Mm -hmm. it off because a, it helps me to learn how to step back a little bit and B from a dating perspective, I think it's really helpful to be thinking about like, what do I need to notice about how I feel with this person to decide if I want to keep going out with them? And so for me, if I can, if I'm doing that and you're like, no, you have to pick a place. This is probably, (laughs) you know, like, and you know, you leave a little leeway, but I'm like, this is, it's probably not going to work out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we can be honest with ourselves and know that, okay, at this stage of my life, I know what I want and what I don't want. I don't want to be the only one making all of the plans. However, exactly what you said, you know, I can be honest with myself and say, okay, I should communicate at least, at least let me give this brother a chance. You know, I'll communicate to you and let you know, this is what I'm interested in. This is when I'm available. Yeah. If you can make the plans, that would be great. I'm looking forward to seeing you. truly honestly
1: (laughs) (laughs) truly, honestly,
0: because that's one thing that i you know i hear a lot about myself is that well you're always too busy you never have time i'm like i am free-flowing open as a book so i would love to spend some time with you but if i don't hear from you there's a high probability that i'm gonna go do something else i'm gonna go hang out you know like i said i'm gonna enjoy myself i'm not gonna wait for people i'm not gonna sit around and wait for others you know to enjoy my life, but at the same time, you know, I also can see where it can be a little intimidating to say, "Hey, well, if you don't, if you don't reach out to me, then I'm out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, it's the struggle, right? I mean, I, I struggle. Uh, I think as black women, we sort of struggle to find that sweet spot of, and then we get a lot of messages like around dating, like you know, if you find it's the right mm-hmm. one, then he'll know and he'll he'll be confident enough to just put himself in your schedule sure hmm. also probably most of us are looking for a man who is respectful of the fact that we are busy and that we have other relationships in our life and so in fact is not going to in- simply insert himself or demand that we be available on you know <laughs> wednesday at eight o'clock right like mm-hmm. and so being able to recognize like oh if i want these qualities how do i have to show up to sort of make facilitate that process in a in a relationship yeah. i've learned over time to be a little bit better at saying like oh here's what my schedule's like for this week and it's not like here's my calendar and every hour I'm free but like oh (laughs) yeah like all right so like Tuesday and Wednesday I'm working until like eight o'clock but Mm -hmm. this day I'll you know I'm off on this thing or like oh I've already committed to like brunch with friends on Saturday so it's still on you to decide to make plans with me Yes. and to call and be proactive and to like be assertive and confident in that way but a i'm letting you know that i'm interested in seeing you
0: and B, <laughs> right so congrats
1: <laughs> congratulations i still i would yeah. like to see you this week and <laughs> i'm setting you up for success and i think oftentimes mm-hmm. as women we forget that yeah you know men have the same sets of feelings that we do so just like mm-hmm. i don't want to be calling somebody like hey, but why don't we have dinner on, you know, Tuesday night, even if the reason for no is legitimate, like, it doesn't feel good to be getting no's. So, like, setting yeah. people up for success when they're trying like to it. pursue you.
0: Uh-huh. Here's yes, all the windows,
1: like and now you know a little bit about me. <laughs> so, like, the odds are really in your favor that this could go really well.
0: Yes, yeah, it's like I tell my friends, I'm like, oh, you know, they they have a hard time meeting men. And I'm like, you need to put yourself in a position to be seen to attract the type of men that you want to set yourself up for success. And Mm -hmm. it makes just as much sense once you engage with a a person that you want to date or you want to go out with, to also set them up for success to have continuous dates to go on after that point. Right,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) Like let's work together here, yes, yes. Dating
1: skills, dating is just practice for the same set of skills that you need to have a successful ongoing relationship with somebody. And so I think framing it in that way so that we're always thinking about it in terms of like, this isn't like a project that I'm completing till I find this magic person. And then my Mm -hmm. life is like easy. It's like, no, the same things I gotta do to sort of date in a way that feels like successful and, and enjoyable are gonna be the same mm. kinds of skills I have to show up with in an ongoing relationship.
0: Oh, there's so much to consider. Gee what So much,
1: <laughs> so very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like golf, you know, or, or any other sport really, where once you figure out how to place your legs, then you gotta mm-hmm. figure out your swing, then you gotta figure out your hands, then you gotta, you know, it's your posture. There's always something to continuously work on just to help continuously make it better. And that's what we want to continuously make it better have these relationships last and last or at least i have the experience you know yeah so.
1: yeah to feel like it's a good experience and i think i like that analogy because it is a lot like learning any sport because there's all of these things that you have to master so that you learn mm-hmm. how to play the game right like golf or basketball or whatever it is yes. and then you reach a level where it's like okay i've mastered the basics and some of these advanced skills and now i have to actually like refine what my game looks like Mm -hmm. like you know like okay I've got these basic skills but like what does that particular kind of communication look like when I do it when I do it as like my own unique individual self not just sort of getting these basics like everything is unique and personal which is why we're constantly working and and that that's an okay place to be is like I can enjoy and celebrate exactly where I am while mm-hmm. continuously being like, I can do better, learn more, experience things differently. I can keep putting in the
0: work. <laughs> right yes there there's the continuous process they're like i can do it
1: and i want to do it yes yes
0: yeah and and it's true like when you you speak about your daughter and you know i speak about my daughter and it's like and even my niece and you know other people's kids you know it's like Mm -hmm. i want to be the best that i can be and to show them and you know, we want to help them as much as possible. Try to be a good example, you know, not to scare them and to be like, oh no, I ain't never going to do that. You know, my mama, she's crazy. <laughs> I've seen what she went through, you know, with this person or that person. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to stay far away from that little dating fiasco's field. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm learning, you know, now, like, now that my daughter's older and you know she's in her 20s it's just i'm learning also to it's important for them to see like the steps but also like how we course correct or like what we learn out of things yeah. um mm-hmm. like it's not that it's going to be all like roses and rainbows but it isn't yeah. all terrible either like being in the in the weeds in the process there's a lot of value in that and it can be fun and it's sometimes really heartbreaking
0: yeah.
1: But you're
0: not going to die yeah you have to try you know and and that's what I would say too I'm like it's it's definitely a learning process you know but I would always go for trying and giving it a go versus being afraid to try to fall down and not get back up on that horse again no you know I I dust myself off let's learn a lesson here and let's try again or let's let's do it a different way you know mm-hmm. now that we've learned you know one thing you know there's always always ways for improvement i am the the glass half full person you know i'm like you know it's not that bad we just have to do this so we're just <laughs> gonna try another route you know and there's always more than one way to solve a problem so right. we'll just look at it from another point of view don't sit there and tell me oh no i can't do it it's too hard no let's just try another way to find out oh uh... So do you have any good um, plans or travel plans or anything coming up or anything fun coming up? You know, I was just thinking about today. I was like, oh, I
1: need to make like fun travel plans (laughs) right now. All the travel plans for this year are work related, (laughs) so (laughs) which will be fun. I I always build in fun, but they are both they're all work related. So the dating retreat i was just talking about the first one this year is april 9th and it'll be in la so if anybody is listening that's out on the west coast or just wants an excuse to get out to la as i often do i will be in (laughs) la uh for that and then in september the first weekend in september we'll be in london which i'm super excited about Mm. so i'm gonna visit friends and family and i have a little european Mm. adventure this fall i'm looking forward to
0: it <laughs> yes definitely you got you better tack some days on before or after to make sure you enjoy the me time me time in europe yeah yes i'm very excited mm-hmm. about that
1: and then i just need a little beach vacation so we'll see i'm thinking about bali we'll see
0: oh yeah Yeah, I just had some friends come back from Bali and they had a great time. And I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, where was my invite? You know, I would go, you know, I need to go. I definitely need some sun. I want to do, I need some nice warm weather.
1: Yeah, I think I need a weekend before winter's over somewhere with a beach (laughs) and just like days and days of sunshine. That sounds really good. So, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just, we'll just up and escape. And I think we yes. should just do that. We should just find a weekend I and get out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we won't tell anybody where we're going. We'll just put our little away from my desk, you know, memo yep. on and we'll be out. <laughs> exactly. Back. My mom is always like, do you really work? She's like, you're always going somewhere. I'm like, no. vacation is my mental health as well. You know, you need to decompress disconnect disconnect from the world
1: <laughs> we absolutely need to disconnect I think like it is so underrated because mm-hmm. your mind is constantly going so just because you're not at your office like the emails are coming in on your phone or this not and, and it's like sometimes you you just got to get away where it's like a total disconnection from all of the responsibilities of your day-to-day life so you can just like mm-hmm. reset literally my best <laughs> business ideas some of my best, um, just like projects, all have come out of being away from work and not working for mm-hmm. three days or five days or ten days. And while yes. I'm away, not working, all of a sudden I can clearly think about things that like I couldn't wrap my head around when I was in the middle of
0: it. So, I'm a oh. huge advocate. You got to get away. You've got to have some time to disconnect. Yeah, I think that is a good business uh, proposition that I need to go on vacation in order to help advance the business. Yes. Yes. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the wheels are turning in my mind already. I'm like, yes, I need to get away. I need to get away.
1: I I mean, I have Um. a couple of other friends who are, um, who are entrepreneurs and they consistently, Mm -hmm. I really, I've not gotten on the same consistent schedule as they have, but they are consistent. Every single quarter they have a CEO retreat and it's just (laughs) them and they go away for, yeah, like four or five days. and. You know, on the first day, they do some work and they do no work. And then on like the last day and a half, they kind of come back into the work and always come
0: back feeling like clear and like with a clear that is definitely yeah, that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to, you know, coin that one too. I need a CEO retreat. (laughs) 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 me myself and I (laughs) anything else you can think of you know that we should chat about Uh, mental health black women or women of color you know I've been you know really the podcast is all of my mind thoughts that I've been having that I was too scared to kind of put on Twitter I'm like everybody's gonna see what I'm thinking (laughs) but just you know hanging out with good friends and then I see so many women that are doing great things they're entrepreneurs or they have the entrepreneur mindset and they're helping others and they're advocating for our rights and i'm just so in, inspired by so many of the people that i know that i'm like let's just do it let's just jump in do it i'm gonna do the podcast talk to everyone have fun with it it's a great way to reconnect with people as well and um great to share with other people who you know may have been thinking of doing something different with their life you know sharing it with the world i guess <laughs> yeah
1: well i'm gonna say i love it i love the idea i think one of the one of the i've really been thinking much more about and putting a lot more energy into is how important it is to have community to have mm-hmm. a circle a, have places to go where you can just be sort of going back to the whole strong black woman thing where you don't have to be anything other than exactly who you are for women to have that with other women is huge. Mm -hmm. And so, which is sort of, which is what this podcast feels like is this place to just talk about all of the things and, and it's Mm -hmm. hard, it's hard to like, let that let your guard down and really be vulnerable with people and we like get together and are together to talk Mm -hmm. about all of these things work and our hair Mm -hmm. and dating and parenting if you have kids and just kind of Mm -hmm. like, what is it? being in the world as you know as a woman of
0: color and the things that are amazing about that and the things that are can be really hard just to even you know reconnect with people that you haven't talked to for a long time but just to pick it up like no time has passed and to be able to have a a comfortable safe conversation with them and to know that they understand you and know what you've been through and you can understand what they've been through as well um, and to vibe with, you know, our sister friends, you know, the yeah. circle is so strong. It is so strong, yes. Yeah. And I appreciate it so much, you know. And and
1: celebrating our whole selves, you know, not just, because yeah. as there's so many women doing so many amazing things and I love seeing us like celebrate the accomplishments, but I mm-hmm. also, I love this. Like, I love this space of like, just celebrating the fact that you're
0: here. <laughs> Well, we are really glad that you could join us tonight on Improper Mimi, where we talk about empowering women at home, work, and play. Feel free to follow me anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. That way, you won't miss a beat. If you'd like more information about any of the events that Esther spoke about, just visit her website at grouptherapyassociates.com. And as always, I so enjoy chatting with each of you and I'm looking forward to doing it again soon. Ciao.